HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, guys. Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage <laughs> Radio Network. There's a new theme song there, so we're getting into it. it Sound like a marching band down Hey, the hey. Yeah. It's October 9th, 2012. Jimmy Ludwig from the Happy Hour, guys. Nice to see you, buddy. Nice to be here, man. Thanks All for right. having us. We've got quite a show tonight. We're sponsored by GreatBrewers.com. Thanks to them. Test your uh, beer IQ with a great beer test, and you can find out about Beer Cloud, a mobile app to help you locate your favorite beers. Go to GreatBrewers.com. We're also supported by the people at the Good Beer Seal, an association of 41 New York City beer bars. And one of the newer members is here tonight, uh, Rev Dave Ciancio from uh, Idle Hands. How are you, Rev? I'm awesome, Jimmy. I've, I've been wanting to come on this show a long time, so I'm pretty psyched to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you worked your way in. Last year, you did a movie okay. for the New York City Food Film Festival, and uh, it was called what? You want to be in the Good Beer Seal? <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, when we opened the bar, uh, all those all the bars that are Good Beer Seal bars is where I was going to drink anyway. I thought, I want to own a bar like this. And so we opened the bar. There yes. was already the aspiration that I want to do this. So then I think right after we opened, I called you and said, hey, I'm Rev. I own this bar. How do we become one? And you were like, oh, I don't know. I don't do it anymore. Like, well, you, people, you, you do a lot of good beer things, and, 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 and it's great to have you in the good beer. So we got Squigs, Justin Richardson, who's uh, part of the Happy Hour guys, but also a noted uh, Broadway uh, what a sketch uh, artist? Yeah, illustrator. Yeah, Robertson's the last name. But um, yeah, I. Uh, it's I, not Richardson. It's not Richardson. Just you know, but I, I could be Richardson. No, no problem. But uh, no, I. Uh, yeah. In addition to that's uh, why I can never find you on Facebook. I know it's like, like why haven't you friended me? I, I feel so left out. But um, no, in addition to uh, working with the Happy Hour guys, I, I do uh, illustrate for the for the Broadway. Uh, I do a weekly column on uh, Broadway dot com uh, and uh, drawing the the latest and greatest in the in the Broadway firmament. So yeah. All right, so on this side, we know we've got uh, guys covering beer. We've got bar owners. Then on the other side of the room, we actually have guys making the beer that, that we want to sell. We have, uh, I'm going to pronounce your name, Paul Kretzer and Larry Goldstein from Spider Bite. Um, you guys just won the New York Tap, uh, the best brewery in New York State. Woo-hoo! And one of your uh, early collaborators, Brian Strumke from Stillwater's here. Brian, say hi. Hey, what's up? Brian, what's the name of the bar in Baltimore that you just opened? Um, of Love and Regret. I can never remember that nice. name. I know. Of Love and Regret. <clears throat> 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a song title. I like that. All right. So, oh, Jimmy, you're my co-host tonight because apparently you got a TV show coming out. <laughs> well, you've yeah. had a TV show for like two years online. We, we have. The, the Happier Guys have been online. Actually, we started way back. I mean, we started putting up reg- regular content in 2008. But we've had our, you know, our run-ins with network television over the years. And I uh, can't give you any real big details right at the moment, but it's happening again. They're coming to see us again. And uh, you might just see something featuring uh, myself and Mark Aldrich, who's the other original Happy Hour guy, on a, uh, a television network near you uh, a show specifically about craft beer so, craft beer yeah terrific let's talk about craft beer so, so Paul I'm going to talk to you first because you're the link between spider bite and still water right. um, tell me about the time you came into Jimmy's number 43 to sell me spider bite oh actually yeah that was probably earlier this year since we've been around less than a year um, I know I've met you at Cooperstown probably two or three years ago and we've hung out many times and in the meantime, I was trying to get some sales going for Spider Bite, and uh, I think you didn't really, we didn't really know that we knew each other very well. But I came in trying to sell you, and then you saw me, and you're like, "Oh wait, I, I didn't know your last know name, other. but I, kn- I knew your face, yeah, and I'd, yeah. s- I'd seen you working with with Brian Stroka. Uh, yeah. figure you don't remember the name. <laughs> yeah. well, me and Brian have been homebrewing together since way before Spider Bite or Stillwater. Probably a few years before that, we were homebrewing together down in uh, Baltimore. Is that how you met? Yeah, actually, yeah, not through like the kind of like rate beer, like the kind of mid Atlantic, like yeah, some beer, beer scene, beer meetups, and some and beer such. tastings down there in Baltimore. Yeah. And he was the only only homebrewer I would ever collaborate with. <laughs> so I was really, I'm really weird like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't work well with others. Yeah. <laughs> You're a unique guy, Brian, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and actually, but, the, can I ask, the, the, can I ask a question? The ride? Yeah. Can I ask, this yeah, is Jimmy yeah. over here. Can I ask yeah. a question? Now that you guys are talking about Spider Bite, does that mean we can open the Growlers now? Yeah, we probably should. Um, I got Thank an empty you. glass. Yeah. There's two Jimmys. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what would you bring today from Spider Bite? Um, what do we got, Larry? We have uh, our new Russian Imperial Stout Boris the Spider and our eight-legged rye PA. It's Boris, a rye-based IPA. Boris the Spider. <laughs> I, will, I will be the voice of the beer for you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'll just I have some professional guys on the show tonight. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. All right. And then Brian and Paul. So d- you guys worked for the Stillwater Lab before Spider, but you guys worked on some beers together. Uh, what are some of the beers in, in your line that that Paul uh, helped you make? The yeah, the the namesake of the of my bar of Love and Regret. Uh, it's the first beer that, as a transient brewer, that I brewed actually in Belgium was a recipe that Paul and I kind of. I mean, it developed over time. It's gone through incarnate incarnations and such. But it was, uh, yeah, a beer. I think we made like maybe three years prior. The little guy and. Uh, I'm pouring some Boris right now. Much. I just want you to know, and it's uh, it's making me very very happy. It's pretty intense. Yeah, man. Rev, do, what kind of beers do you sell at Idle Hands? Do you ever have Stillwater or Spider Bite? Uh, so it's funny. We only have six taps, which is incredibly difficult and frustrating when you what? like beer as much as I do and as much as our crowd does. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. So the way we sort of source what we do is we book a weekly event on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. with a different brewer. And they come in and they bring five different beers, and for ten bucks you get to taste all five plus a bourbon and order a tots. So when they come in with five beers and I got six lines, that kind of dictates what we pour. So mm, give me oh, some of your tots. <laughs> but it's all it's all craft, no macros, uh, you know, local when possible. But you know, honestly, any of these guys are invited. It basically, we don't. I don't really care if you're making it for the right reason. You're making great beer. Book a Wednesday. Come on down. It'll be there. Yes. And so Larry, uh, tell us about how Spider Bike got started. So you're the head brewer. Are you the owner also? <clears throat> yes. 
So um, I was living in Atlanta at the time, and um, we, uh, I was homebrewing a lot, and uh, we decided to open up a brew pub down there. And um, shortly after, we just we weren't happy with the laws the way they were down there, so we decided to move back up. We're from here, and we moved back to Long Island. And so who's it, your family or your partners? Or? Yeah, moved up with my family. Um, my, the rest of my family was already up here. So we went back probably five years ago, and I had known Paul for a while. He used to come down to beer tastings in Atlanta, and so we knew each other. And shortly after I moved back, uh, we started homebrewing together as well, and um, and that's when we just started forming the the company. The sounds of satisfaction from the other side of the room. Uh, that's this Jimmy Ludwig tasting uh, the Boris. Damn, <laughs> this nice. is really good. Nice. Thank you, man. <laughs> Roast, roasty coffee, chocolatey goodness. Thank you. It is good. And Rev, uh, you're an active social media guy. Would you mind taking a picture of uh, Larry and Brian yeah. and Paul? And we can Twitter it at, at beer underscore sessions from uh, at uh, yeah man. Uh, that was done about two minutes ago. So, <laughs> so he's on it. I knew you did. You, 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 you can put a face to, to these guys. And I think I was smiling really cheesily yeah. in the foreground. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're, we have a big group here. There's one, two, three, four, seven of us in a room. You know, some of us, we all like beer. We all like good craft beer. Um, you know, who, who wants to say anything about this beer? Well, I'll start. I mean, uh, this is like... I, I mean, I, I think I'm, I put get myself into trouble a lot because I just love big beer. I love beer oh, that's got yeah. a lot of taste, a lot of layers, a lot of flavor, and uh, a lot of alcohol. You, no, that's a good thing too. <laughs> that usually comes along. With it, it does come along with it too. <laughs> but I, I remember having a. It's interesting, and I always speak to you guys about this. I remember having a conversation with a brewer up in Vermont who said, "You know, when I brew a big beer." Uh, it's real easy to sometimes to hide things. You know, something goes wrong. Sometimes you can kind of zhuzh it a little bit, and you can still come out with something because there's so much massive flavor coming at you. And I mean, I think I have a fairly well developed palate. I don't taste anything. You know, there's nothing been zhuzhed here. This is a really complete, very complex, flavorful beer. So congratulations, man. There's a lot yeah, going thank on. You. Very nice. Yeah. And and Larry, so where do you brew your beer? We um. All the beer that we keg and bottle, we're doing up um, at Cooperstown Brewing. And then um, we do like one barrel batches for right now for festivals and pilot batches down on Long Island in Holbrook. So at Cooperstown, do you actually go and supervise the brewing or do you have a recipe and they make it for you? Um, We've only gone up a few times because of the distance. But yeah, we develop all the recipes down here and send them up and, uh, and they brew them for us. Great, cool. and uh, who's most actively involved with the brewing? Is that you, Larry, or is uh, what you guys? It's Larry and Paul. Us. Tell yeah. us what you guys do. When we're doing our our little test batches here on Long Island, um, you know, we're doing like a little bit less than one barrel system. Almost all the time, we're working together on formulating the recipes mm-hmm. a few days beforehand, and we're always together while we're brewing it. Um, so we're always doing everything as a collaboration, I would say. And then when we usually brew a batch, we'll split it up into different yeasts, different um, hops, so we could experiment per batch. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I just want to say that the Boris just came out last week, and we've made it a couple times last year. And I'm already smelling and tasting it. It smells really good. It's about what it was last year. It's definitely fresh because it's only a week old now. Uh, so the hops are definitely a little more in there. They'll settle out a little bit, and we definitely, with our Russian Imperial Stout, we like to go more on the chocolatey side, a little hoppy side, but a little less of that harsh roastiness. I'm convinced that everything in my life is now going to be better because I've had this. 
So I'm enjoying it. it. It's it's good. This is the first time I'm having it right now, actually. So, <laughs> Brian, what do you think about this beer? I, I, I like to hear what your feedback is on there. You're the disco guy, too. Brian comes with his own theme music. Exactly. Yes. His own disco ringtone. It comes from my background as a DJ. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, this it's great. I'm normally not... Paul knows uh, very well from many years we've been friends that I'm not a, I'm not a big beer fan, especially Imperial Stouts. Not my thing. But that's one of the reasons why Paul was the only... Um, other home brewer that I would collaborate with back then is because he managed to get me to to enjoy beers that I normally didn't enjoy. So I and he still continues to do you that. You know, one time we hosted an event called New York City Brewers Choice, and you had Paul stand in for you, and he actually showed up with a shaved head, and he, and everyone <laughs> said that he was Brian Strunky. <laughs> And that's why I want everyone, if, if you go to the Twitter, check out at yayman at beer underscore sessions because you got to see the picture that Paul and Brian, they don't really look alike, but with a, with a, with a shaved head, they might look alike. And if you're in the beer scene, you, you've met them both. And we've had a, a number of events. A couple years ago, we did an event, Battle of the Belgians, and both Brian and, and, and Paul were there. So um, I'm, the reason I'm drawing on this is I'm trying to give you you guys spider bite some cred because right. everyone's talked a lot about Brian Strumke and the Stillwater mm-hmm. beers. And uh, I'm just saying that because Larry, because you have Paul, then it's like you know a special relationship. I'm like, wow! If, if Paul's on board with you, then you know something about beer. And uh, I'm trying to play on that a little bit in the show today. So when, when you started working with Paul, like what 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 brought you guys together? Well, we definitely liked um, the same type of beers, same styles, and um, so that's why we started homebrewing together as well. Yeah. Um, we do it, you know, back at our place and in, in his uh, parents' basement because he lives, you know, in New Jersey. So he'd come right. back to Long Island, and mm-hmm. um, we were brewing quite a lot. So once we formed the company, we wanted, um, you know, Paul to come aboard. Right. And it's funny we met the same way I met Stillwater in Baltimore at a random bar. Uh, I met Larry at uh, another beer tasting down in Atlanta. Um, from then, yeah, when Larry moved back up, we just started to homebrew together since we uh, lived pretty close. Um, and same thing, like Larry and Brian both had probably even more background with beer than I did. Uh, Larry's been homebrewing for probably over 20 years now. Um, and studied at, uh, Brewers Guild and Pete's Port, Lost Abbey with Tommy. So, I mean, he's got a lot of experience making some really Yeah, I saw that. So what is American Brewers Guild? That's one place you studied. Right. I've never heard of it. They, um, they're out of Vermont, so, um, they do... Uh, you could do either home based and then go up. At the time, it was out of um, Otter Creek, so you would go up to Otter Creek for the last week and do all your um, analysis, lab work, you know, brewing on the full system. And then they set up an internship, so that's when I went out to San Diego and uh, to to Lost Abbey Pizza Port. Lost Abbey Pizza Port, mm-hmm. amazing. Hey, uh, yeah, you guys have covered it, Jimmy and Squigs. You've been out there. Squigs is actually covered. He's actually from out there. Right. I don't know. I spent spent quite a bit of time out in uh, in. California and uh, Lost Abbey this is fantastic stuff. The um, uh, first of all, P- Pizza Port's kind of uh, port brewing came from Pizza Port with their I think now four uh, Pizza Port restaurants, Pizza 
you know, of course, in there. But also, each one has their own individual brewmaster. Um, they brew stuff that is, is released through Pizza Port or Port Brewing, Lost Abbey. Uh, Lost Abbey is is an old the Stones old facility uh, there in San Marcos, California, doing just fantastic, fantastic work. Um, I mean, you've seen a lot of their stuff, a lot of Belgian style, um, uh, you know, good dark heavy ales and and fun light farm farmhouse saisons and and some uh, some great stuff but yeah yeah lost abbey fantastic san diego's a pretty amazing beer it's, town it's it's like beer disneyland it's like we got to get down there it's it's seriously like a wonderland of craft beering beer craft beering I think the happier guys. That's uh, our, it's funny because the happier guys. We don't have a lot of uh, you know. Obviously, we're based in New York, so we have a lot of heavy duty East Coast content. We have a lot of Colorado content because uh, you know this, Jimmy. But the hook of the show is that we're all actors, right? So if we have a job, if we have a gig somewhere as actors, then you know on our nights off or on our days off before we do the show, hopefully we don't get too you know sloppy before we actually act. But we, <laughs> we go and cover you know. Speak for yourself. Yeah, exactly. We go and cover great bars and great craft and. Um, so, but one of the areas that we really haven't hit very hard is uh, is, is California. Most a lot of the West Coast. Even though I spent three years in in uh, Seattle, and uh, we I mean we got to hit San Diego. We got to hit mm-hmm. L.A. is up and coming. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on on the West Coast, NorCal, and obviously Oregon and everything else. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Hey, we're gonna take a short break. We'll talk more about all good things in beer on Beer Sessions Radio. All right, we'll come right back. Nice. Let's do it. Hello. Hey, hey. Jimmy. What's up? Hey, welcome back. Thanks, Beer buddy. Sessions Radio. Hey, I got a question for you, Jimmy. What, buddy? Um, you know that... that uh, oh, wait, uh, we're on the Heritage Radio Network. Oh, I love and the And we're sponsored by GreatBrewers.com. Those guys are awesome. You guys are both named Jimmy. <laughs> it's so cool. Jimmy and Jimmy. Yeah, man. A question for you. Uh, so you know that at thehappyourguys.com or happyourguys.com, we have a, a, a television show or a show on the internet about beer and craft and great places to drink it. I want to open this up to the room, and I know we got other things to talk about, but quick, because um, we're looking at maybe doing a show on a major network about craft beer. What would you guys want to see? What would make you watch a show about craft beer? I like that. Because, you know, like the Discovery Channel tried it and obviously didn't work out so well. You know, everybody's trying this formula, but nobody's found the like, I mean, what do you want to see? As beer fans and people that love beer, if you turned on your TV and was like, oh my God, it's a show about craft beer, what would you want to see? Ask Brian. Brian Strumpke, what what would you want to see in a TV show? Or do you I, not watch TV? I, I don't watch TV. That's my biggest problem. <laughs> but I was offered a television show about a year ago, and it's still on the table. But and that's the reason why I haven't gone forward with it. I'm not really an actor, and they wanted to make a show about beer, and I really didn't know how to put that together without it. So you, like you need disaster. some actors to be part of the show. <laughs> oh, we're right here. Like right Jimmy here. Ludwig. Yeah. yeah. We'll take care of that for we're you. We're shameless. All right. Now. <laughs> no shame. Larry, what would you want to see in a beer TV show? Uh, I like to see the facilities, you know, when they go to each place. I mean, I watched all the shows, so I don't know why they took them off. I was happy with you like You like <laughs> Sam Colagione's show? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people who really like beer liked it. The, the thing that we found that was that was a little weird was uh, I mean like when we shoot a brewery um, 
every time we talk to producers and TV people, uh, they say, oh, we've got to, it's got to be about the process. And what we find is that, as you guys know, the process of brewing beer is essentially it all happens behind a steel wall most of the time. It's very unless technical. You, yeah, it's very technical. It's not – there isn't a lot of built-in drama there. You know, like where we find the great drama is, is yeah, looking at the facilities but telling the stories of the people. Like like what Jimmy was doing with you guys just a minute ago. Like how did you meet? You know, tell us this crazy story of how you got all this going because that's the like right. death-defying leaps. You guys have to take a leap to like start a business. I mean that's huge. Exactly, and, and so so, ma- so many of these of the, the beer that we know in the craft world is um, uh, <clears throat> is is created from someone who started brewing in their in their basement and and something that they liked and something that they shared with their friends, something that's made from local ingredients, local water, lo- and, and has something very special in that community, and they've like kind of blossomed because it's local, it's it, and it's of the the people that they know, and it's it's for the people that they know. Um, I think that sounds like you guys are the right guys. For the TV show, Rev. What are you I, gonna say? I've actually done nine different reality TV shows, including CBS's Big Brother. Nice. Uh, all because people like. I rooted for you. Thank you. Uh, all because of my ridiculous burger blog at BurgerConquest.com. But uh, oh, I think what plug. it comes down to is like, look, <laughs> we've all either made beer, watched beer be made, or we've been to this brewery, and we might all get off on that. But you know, at the end of the day, brewing and breweries are all the same. It's right. just like a process, and this ingredients and the personality. I think. For that show to like make it, it is. It's about the person, you know, like Honey Boo Boo. Why do people watch that? Because their mind is blown with this person. Oh, right, my it's gosh. terrible, yeah. but it's they're enthralled by the drama. And so, like for me, I want to watch a beer TV show that tells the story. You know, like the two guys from Two Brothers, their father gave him a milk farm. Said, "Hey, I don't want to do this anymore." And they said, "Screw it, we're gonna make beer instead." And well, like, that's a good story. Like, that's a great story. Well, let's that's do this. Let's let's enough about TV. Let's talk talk about stories. That's a good story. Who else has a good beer story? All right, Larry. <laughs> what, what were you doing in Atlanta, and what's the Atlantic beer scene like? Atlanta beer scene. Uh, the beer scene was great. I mean, there was a lot of craft beer. Um, it was just that at the time there weren't uh, too many, um, you know, breweries or brew pubs, and the whole distribution thing made it difficult. And uh, at the time, I actually um, I'm a chiropractor, and I had my own practice for um, ten years, and then. Uh, we decided that it would just be better to, to come back up north and sold the practice, and we uh, came back. All right. And what's the next beer that we're, we're drinking now? Uh, Jimmy I, brought this. I did a little trip out to Michigan. The Happy Hour guys were in Michigan. Wait, wait, but first we have, we have the, the other spider bite. Oh, yeah. The other Paul, spider. What, what did you pour for even, us? I didn't even pour that one. Somebody poured it. I'm, this oh, is I it? poured it for you, yeah. I think we've just had the, we had the Boris know. Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah, and yeah. now actually it's, it's I just... Good. Yeah, it's I just poured IPA. for Jimmy in Stillwater. I poured the uh, the rye IPA. We call it eight-legged Ooh. rye IPA. We should try some of that. That's what we've Where did you bring this from? You're bringing a growler of your beer. Right. Yeah, and where do you fill the growler? On on Long Island, Holbrook. Yeah. Like you Larry have, just filled it right yeah, from the keg right from the, at the brewery. So you so you have a keg cooler there, and you you were able to pour fresh, growlers. Yeah. All right, right. Um, yeah, this is actually one that we started earlier. So, that, but this summer. Honest, so even though this is another question about your beer, so you you have it brewed in, in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. Um, then I know that you guys self deliver to me. In right. New York, yeah, we have so you the, have the, the the keg shipped to you in Long right. Island. Yeah, we have fifteen hundred square feet and a walk in, and everything's everything's there. There's hoppiness going on here. Yeah, we we're basically so filling cool. growlers only for ourselves. We want to have we have a tasting room. We're just not allowed to use it yet. We need another permit for that, and 
Well, Hopefully, another few months we'll have that going. They're they're, gy- they're gypsy brewers as well. I thought the correct term was ninja brewers. <laughs> ninja. But Brian, you, you don't you don't deal with any distribution, do you? But my business partner does. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, me and Brian Ewing are one and the same. I mean, Stillwater is twelve percent, and Stillwater, <clears throat> like you know, intertwined. So mm-hmm. he handles all. They basically. There's a very similar relationship that these two guys have. It's like <clears throat> Paul's kind of like a kind of like a creative uh, assistance and and marketing and just you know <clears throat> it takes two it takes two sides and, and uh, but yeah it's a, it's the same operation. It's worth having you have to have storage and uh, warehouse and distribution. In order so to when have you started, I didn't know that I I know that twelve percent Brian Ewing had distributed you. I didn't know that. You guys were partners. So how, how yeah. did it start? Did you actually, start actually, independently of Brian? Well, what, and then you joined I'm, forces? Or I met Brian. Brian was brought to my house one day when Paul was visiting, and we were yeah, we, we were all partying in <laughs> we were partying in my in my house. Like right, we're getting ready to go on like a like a vacation, and uh, Brian shows up with a friend of mine, and he's like, "Oh, I, I, want, I want this guy to taste your homebrew," and we were just hanging out, and I think we even had one of the batches of beer that Paul and I brewed together. So Brian tasted all these beers and and like, it all it's, it's a rye pale ale or a rye IPA? This Paul. is rye IPA. It's about I'll have a little more. We have a keg at Jimmy's number forty three. It's gonna go on this weekend too. So no, it's fantastic. It's and, and you know rye I think is kind of um, it, it it pairs so well with food. I mean, it's like you have a burger, you want to you want to pair a rye beer with it. I think it's really really pretty brilliant. You get the hops there. It's a really easy drinking beer, but it's got some that that nice uh, rye spiciness. Really great. Really Revit Idle Hands. Have you had any spider butt yet? Uh, no, and it's funny because we've been d- dancing with these guys for a minute about doing it. And honestly, what again? We have six taps, so I just don't have the ability to get flexible. What I keep saying is like, let's taste a couple and then come in yeah. and then taste my crowd. And so we realized real quickly at Idle Hands that it's better for us to be the on ramp for craft brew. For like mm-hmm. you, like people really want to have an intense evening with beer. They're going to Jimmy's, they're going to the Tiger, they're going to these other places. Right. I, I don't want to compete with that. I love those places. Mm-hmm. But there are people that are a little intimidated by beer. So we created these ten dollar tastings, and I've invited this by guys got let's taste some actually right. i walked in today they said okay now you've tasted it can we do one yeah absolutely i think it, it was <laughs> it was just two weeks ago and i was coming to the city i'm like rev can i sell you some beer he's like i don't know i haven't had it yet i i need to taste it first and i was like and then you walked in today and i was like oh this is perfect i got yeah, samples like, owning, right here owning a bar is a little egotistical yeah. <laughs> you walk in the bar you're tasting what i like or i think is good i've decided that <laughs> but you also have like a huge bourbon selection don't you uh we actually have it's funny because wow. you know we are a good beer seal bar and we do these really you know community oriented beer tastings but we're more of a bourbon bar we have the largest uh selection of bourbon in all of new york city even uh, more than dba in the uh, east village uh yes definitely so who's the bourbon guy? Uh, Rob, who is not with us today. Rob is our spirits expert and our bourbon buyer, and I'm the the beer dude. He's so. good. <laughs> He's good. I've gotten to a point with Rob now where I walk in and I won't say, like, oh, I want something spicy or sweet. I'll tell him, like, what mood I'm in, or I'll pick, like, three random artifacts. And I'll be like, okay, a toilet plunger, a blue elephant, uh, and the Bible. And he'll be like, you need this one. Like, he's... I've good. got ennui. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is so, I love this show. It's like the creative guys and the beer guys. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who's an actor? Raise your hand. The beer guys right are creative, oh, too, so we're not going to take the creative away so from who, the beer guys. Who are the creative no, 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 no. guys? Yeah, I was going to say. It's I mean, all of us, man. <laughs> I think if, if you I'm not in, acting. 
if, if, you pointed, if you pointed at the quote unquote actor side of the room and said who are the most creative people in the room, we'd all point at the brewers. Yeah, because, it's true because you know yeah, well, you guys are you guys are the ones. I'm that not actually, a brewer anyway. So we get their craft. Make get, liquid magic. Yeah. And, My and reply would be, it. "I like beer." <laughs> I like beer. That was our theme song, but we've had to change. I like beer. It's a legitimate network. <laughs> Jimmy, I have a I have a great craft beer story. Tell uh, us, this Jimmy. Is, this is actually going to be thank you. Uh, uh, this is actually going to be part of of the Happy Hour guys that's coming up. But we wait, uh, Jimmy. When when your TV show starts, are you going to be known as Jimmy? Or Jimmy Ludwig? Uh, I, I don't know. Because we're going to talk about that. Uh, we do have to talk about that. And I think I'm going to be Jimmy Ludwig because I wouldn't want to take Jimmy away from okay, you. Okay, Jimmy, Jimmy Pots Carbone. and Pans. What would Jimmy? What would Jimmy's like? Um, oh God, uh, action figure. Jimmy. Or, G- Jimmy runs and drinks. Yes, Jimmy runs and drinks. That's what <laughs> it would be. Jimmy runs like marathons. So the Jimmy yeah. Ludwig, yes, the marathon runner. The Jimmy Pots and Pans. Exactly. Here is the, uh, Jimmy exactly. Shoes and Pints. For those for the <laughs> late like night that. beer drinkers. Shoes yeah. and Pints. I like that. Jimmy Shoes and Pints. I second and veto that anybody doesn't third. All right, so, well, so what's your beer story? Here, beer here's show. a great beer story, and that is that uh, you guys all know, and I don't want to take it away from the great brewers that are in the room, but it's a great story for us at this moment to be, just because uh, a couple of weeks ago we we got a, an email from Al Gore's Climate Reality Project, Climate Reality Project, and uh, they're doing a feature. I don't know if you know this place, but it's it's uh, just look it up, Climate Reality Project, and it, they do videos about what's happening with climate change. And uh, he had they, a big uh, climate change initiative uh, in California about a month ago. Exactly. Uh, did exactly. you go? Did you go to that? Again, no, serious. We, we weren't able to go. I have friends that went to it. The uh, wild food gatherers from Vermont. So it's so just, I know all about it. It's all you know. It's all of a piece. You know, we're all trying to create really great stuff and talk about really great stuff. And climate is a huge factor. And uh, we were talking. They they were featuring Vermont and everything that happened from Hurricane Irene a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago. And we had done a piece on The Alchemist, which is up in Waterbury. Mm-hmm. And we happened to shoot about six weeks before the hurricane hit. And while we were shooting, uh, John Kimmick, we asked him about the history of the building, and he pointed towards where the flood in, like, 1923 had gone up to. And uh, they were like, wow, oh, that's terrible. He's like, yeah, but I have this high-priced flood insurance. Everything's fine. Six weeks later, he gets drowned and loses everything because his flood insurance didn't cover what was in his basement, which was his entire brewery inventory. But... Oh. But and you guys know the end of the story. I'll let you finish it. Jimmy. No, you finished it. All right. No, he had he had just opened his cannery two weeks before. Two weeks before the hurricane hit. So anyway, our footage on that. But is now his old his old yeah. brewery is now Prohibition Pig. Prohibition Pig. And Brian, yeah. you've been up there too. Yeah. And one thing I want this is it starts about spider bite, but it's also about uh, Brian Strump because you've really been such a player in in the industry now. Come on, player, player, DJ. Player. So you go everywhere. This guy goes. You know, he goes to Vermont. He goes to Belgium. Yeah, what's, so you went up to Vermont, and what, have you been to Prohibition? No, yeah, Prohibition, I mean, that's my friend Chad's um, <clears throat> new endeavor. I He had that idea for a long time, and it serendipitous, you know, kind of all fell, to, fell in, the, in the place <clears throat> what, after the flood and when the brewery was destroyed, and he kind of came in with this barbecue and beer and cocktail venture, and it's doing really well. Um, he's also connected to Paul and I. <laughs> And and do, do you sell with Stillwater? So do you sell in Vermont? Yeah, yeah. So so you're distributed up. Is the distributor up there Sean Hill? Does he distribute? Yeah, it goes to Sean. It's wild stories. There's so much more to learn about. Quick thing: we, we're, we just opened the founders Frangelic Mountain. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's kind of chocolatey. Yeah, I want to ask the brewers actually. Uh, Paul, what do you have? You tried the Frangelic Mountain? Uh, yeah, I just had some actually. It's definitely got a lot of that hazelnut thing going on, the hazelnut coffee that they used in there. Okay, is, is it too too much hazelnut? Maybe not too much. It's definitely noticeable. It's a good. It's, it's like a dessert much. beer almost, it's, isn't it? It's drinkable. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Cool. I mean, it's Founders. I like almost everything they make. So. Yeah. 
You know, it's also a fresh hop harvest season coming up, too. Yes. And they really do. I think yeah. Founders is one of my favorite fresh hop beers. Yeah. But, hey, we're going to take one more short break. We'll be back in a few minutes here on Beer Sessions Radio. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio. Jimmy. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, we're on the Heritage Radio Network. We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Where life we're is hanging beautiful. We've got, got a full... St- Jimmy, who's in the room with us tonight? Oh, dude, you're going to make me a- actually <laughs> you got to go through it. Do you know everybody's been, name, he's Jimmy? He's been drinking. I, I've been drinking. Okay. Uh, say, Rhett, that's Jimmy, Jimmy, Exactly. Jimmy, it's Jimmy. There, everybody here is named Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, and, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Goose, and there's Squigs Robertson. Yeah, got, yes. We got Rev. Hey, we got Squigs. You got the last name right. Because you told me. I said, I I'm handing I it off. I go as far as... I, right. I, I'm handing it off to Rev. I, Let's say, Rev, Rev, what did you say? So we're drinking Founders Frangelic Mountain. What did you say about it? Uh, so I, He was uh, going to cuss. I, I was going to cuss, curse. and I wasn't sure, and you I didn't curse. want to interrupt anybody, but I took a sip, and literally the nonverbal cue I gave the room was, fuck me running. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't believe it. It's uh, it's chocolatey like a, a Swiss hot chocolate, but it's got like some great malt profile to it. It's... But it's fucking awesome. It's, it really as Squig said, it's hazelnut. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of hazelnut. And it's coffee. good, but it's also hazelnut like coffee. it's it's like a dessert beer, it and is. you know what? That fits me. This comes. Let's bring up. Let's talk about holiday beers because you guys are making beer. Oh gosh, love, love holiday beers. Holiday well, I have to say that I actually don't like holiday beers. What oh, I think is that holiday beer. That is my absolute favorite <laughs> style of beer is winter. All right, you guys grow up soon, and we'll talk about beer. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, holiday beer is like this. It's like there's so many really good winter style beers. Let's start with porter. Let's start with like okay. stronger Belgian ales. There's so many good beers that you want to drink in winter. But why is everybody making a Two specific? Yeah. Why is everybody making a specific <laughs> holiday style when there's so many traditional styles that nobody's even getting? Like I want a porter, and I actually have customers asking me a couple years ago. Customers would say, "Why don't you have sour beers?" And you know what? We started doing sour events, and then everybody was making wild yeast and sour beers. So people are on the cusp of the trend. It's trend, but it's yeah. like yeah. you know, holiday beers. I don't just need like flavors and, and and you know, holiday cheer. There's so many traditional styles of beer that 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 fit the winter and the fall, and yet. Hardly anybody's making a good porter, which is what I want to drink right, right now. Mm. So of the brewers, Paul, Larry, and Brian, who wants to talk about this? Because I don't know if you have anything. Pl- like the Boris Spider, this, this, this Imperial Stout, to me, that's a really good fall and winter beer. Fantastic. I would rather drink that than a special holiday beer. The, the problem is, it's like, then why, why call it a holiday beer? Because you're taking a gamble in the beer business. If you call something a, a, you know, a Christmas beer or an Oktoberfest, there's a certain... Sh- like date when like nobody's gonna buy that so you have to really balance out like how you're gonna produce like the correct amount to gauge that that it's it's just as a limited span like, like I, Brian, don't, I, I don't think you make an Oktoberfest beer do you I don't I make a beer called Autumnal but it's a beer but, and and it's and because that's the closest thing I do to any like seasonally specific uh, like branded beer that is the lowest seller 
and it's great. I and it's actually and it's it's you know I wouldn't say like quality wise it should be that, but I think it's the marketing aspect because it's autumnal. Who wants to drink an all autumn beer in December? Uh, I just want to say that uh, for you guys, there's some uh, there's some rebellious shit happening over here on the uh, on the creative side of the table, and it's it's all Rev. It's Rev's fault. Creative. <laughs> what are you pouring, Rev? Uh, I am making a beer cocktail. Uh, as I like to call this, beer porn. So I've taken a Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, uh, which I think is a fantastic porter, and it's really easy to drink. It's a great dessert beer. Uh, and I'm mixing it with a Smutty Nose Pumpkin. Ooh. All right, let's try that. Now, going back to the first thing. No. So, Larry, what do you think <laughs> no. about seasonal beers or holiday beers? You know, you guys, like I said, I'm giving you compliments about so you know, your imperial we stuff. Do, we do more seasonal. Like, so... We have the style that came out as, for as the weather gets cold, and as we turn to spring, we have a Scotch ale. But I'm not a big fan of the um, the winter beers or the the beers with all the spices. Even the pumpkins, not a big fan. We finally did one for uh, a charity event for this uh, Halloween, but otherwise, I just I'm not a big fan. What of I'm trying to say is, there's so many great traditional styles, like even about this quadruples. You know, there's stouts, there's port, there's so many beers that that are like fall winter beers, and I don't think. Most people don't get a chance to, to, to try them. You know? Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, Rev and I just tried the beer cocktail, and we have something to say. One, two, three, four. Uh, fuck fuck me, running. running. <laughs> oh, we like, like, we just, like it a lot. It's just flavors. Oh, these guys over here on the right side of the room. Um, <laughs> so try, what do you like? Trying, trying to get the, so trying to get the F-bombs out before you get the, the TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, but, <laughs> by the way, this, regarding this, seasonal ales, it's like, you know, you get, you, you, you get through the summer. You get through, you know, your saisons, your, your, you know, your lighter, you know, lighter beers. Um, you, you get to the pumpkin beers. The pumpkin, like, hits like an avalanche when it comes to the fall. And, and you know, I think everyone has, if, if they remotely like pumpkin beers, they, they have their favorites. Uh, you get into the Oktoberfest. Beers, you get into the uh, the heavy, you know, the heavier imperial um, pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin. Southern tier pumpkin is is like I think is, it tends to be the it's like drinking know, pie. Oh, it's like drinking pie, but it's it's like you know you you kind of um, you, you have to uh, um, you have to drink more. I think okay. Oh, <laughs> so you, you blended the vanilla with the pumpkin. Uh, this is called a Halloweeny, by the way. And do you, the, do you serve this at Idle Hands, Rev? Uh, no, this is actually a cocktail that I make for the uh, food porn event at the Food Film Festival. So uh, it's Saturday, October 20th, not to get into that. Th- this is pretty fun. I, I, I would be happy to get this at a, a New York City Food Film Festival event. And, and Rev, you got something coming up that features, uh, I believe, a, a chip... Uh, cheese confection is that uh, right? Oh well, you're, you're now you're jumping events. So. I, I am. I'm sorry. Jump ahead. Go for it. Rev. <laughs> so you're, you're part of Get Real. Get Real does some cool New York City beer events. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let me grab my notes because it's a little intense. But on uh, October 27 uh, at the Alewife in uh, Long Island City, which by the way, if you've been to, is one of the best beer halls in New York City. The selection there is sick, and uh, Patrick and, and Daniel, who own it, really, really know their way around a beer. Um, we are doing New York City's first ever Nacho and Craft Beer Festival. Uh, ideas, we're going to have about 30 different beers um, from some really great breweries. We're doing De La Seine. We have uh, some Stillwaters coming, Single Cut from Queens, uh, some Barriers, uh, really, really good beers. Uh, and then we're doing like a Chipotle, uh, you know, the restaurant-style 
beer, uh, food bar where you walk up and say, I want that protein, I want that cheese, I want that whatever. Uh, but we're not doing like guacamole, lettuce, salsa, you know, we're not doing that. We're doing like pale ale potato chips, uh, dry stout chili and beef, um, you know, uh, Danish blue cheese crumbles. We have cognac, date, almond salsa, uh, beer caramelized onions, like everything. It's very gastro oriented type of nachos. There's gonna be some uh, smoked mac and cheese, like. You, you want to jack your palate a little. This is the event to do it at. You had me, right. you had me at cognac date almond salsa. <laughs> but that's Dang October 27, it. and it's uh, nachofestival.eventbrite.com. All right. Thank you. Okay. Gentlemen, back to beer. So um, <laughs> I said we have 28 beers we're born. Paul. Okay. <laughs> is there beer porn in your life? Beer porn? Yeah, well... I mean, I got a pretty good beer cellar back at my place. Yeah. They have a huge rack of, like, a couple, six hundred different... I guess it depends on what, cool what turns you on. Yeah. <laughs> you so, like, what, like, what are some beers that are in your rack. cellar? Well, like I, have, I have a pretty good cellar full of, like, some really old good Lambics from Belgium that wow. I think yeah. are Lambics probably my prized possessions, I guess. Some and of those uh, guys from 20 years ago. Like, what... Are the uh, a lot house. of old Cantillons from 20 years ago, old Drifontinens from you know mid to late 1990s, things like that. So those are probably the best ones I've got. Wow, you had me at huge rack. Yeah. Oh yeah, boys. <laughs> but I mean, Paul, I I, I want to call you out tonight because you know you're part of Spider Bite and you work mm-hmm. with Stillwater, but you know, and to give credit to Larry for working with you at Spider Bite, but you really are one of one of the like more informed, you know. Brewers out there and, and beer guys, and right, and thanks. no, I mean you're you're socially the right guys, but uh, yeah. tell us more about your beer rack at home. I mean, come on, are, are we going to do an event where you pull out your beers? I mean, we could uh, we could yeah. do. A, Let's talk about your beer rack. Why don't you pull out your beer rack at your place? I was, I was thinking of doing like an imperial stout tasting sometime this winter. I've got. Probably a few hundred different bottles of imperial stouts. I got to get rid of. I, I think I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk from Paul. It's, yeah. it's a Paul's Paul's the man. Like. There's not a person I know in my life at all that has ever not liked Paul. Like he's just one of those, like he's got a gift. He's like he's really good with people. He knows he's more devoted to beer than anybody I've ever known. And uh, and he's just like just pure passion and pure uh, you know he does things for the right reasons and then, and that's why he's kind of he's become like oh, yes, integral in a lot of upcoming success story so it's about it's about time that he gets his uh absolutely rise to fame i mean it's people like that 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 from what we found with our show it's people like that to sort of bind the community together you know and the, the craft community is just an it's an awesome group of people you know i mean jimmy it goes from jimmy carboni to you know to, to you guys it goes and it's all over the country you know and it's it's but it is a huge family we love that and that's one of the things we love to show we love to feature on our show it's a blast find people like that who really influence things and what are you guys pouring right now squigs oh this is uh from alpine out in alpine california about 20 minutes uh 20 miles uh, uh east of san diego uh this is uh, uh i think they call it a triple ipa uh at least it's an imperial i didn't know that was a style actually. i know it's it's like it's an imperial ipa for the quads to yeah <laughs> right and <laughs> evidently each hop edition is double the what the previous amount was uh, and then in the hop back, there's even more hops, and then there's two dry hop additions. So, but so wait, one thing: it, let's what's, the actual, what's it actually called? It's called Exponential Hoppiness from, from Alpine. Uh, from Alpine. Okay, let's let's go back a, a couple of ses- segments ago. Larry told us that he had done some time out in, in T- Tommy Arthur T O M M E. I always call him Tommy. Tom Arthur's place 
and a lost Abbey. Um, you know, you got a little exposure to the West Coast culture. Just tell us for a few minutes about what that was like, and you coming from the East Coast, anything you learned there as part of your training. Hoppy beers were always my favorite, so when they asked um, where I'd like to go for the internship, it, every place I chose was out in California, and so it was great to get hooked up with Tommy. Um, and, you know, I spent uh, six weeks out there, and just we traveled everywhere, you know, just trying every beer out there, all the different uh, places even, and we fi- I finished up my internship up in um, San Francisco. So you, you started at... at- Lost Abbey, and then you worked at different places? No, no, I only worked at Lost Abbey, but um, we tr- I tried to get around to as many different places as possible just to try. So on your own, you traveled. Right. And what were some other places that you, you visited besides uh, Lost Abbey? Um, d- well, definitely been to Alpine and um, uh, Stone, um, mm. Alesmith. Yeah. Um, just a lot Alesmith of Alesmith is, is such a cool place. I mean... Uh, have have you ever been to, to Ailsmith with Happy Hour guys? We have not, but uh, actually, uh, Squigs has been out there and done some some research for us and getting us ready to shoot out there. So, I mean, yeah. Ailsmith in San Diego. Do you know it, Brian? <laughs> yeah. well, Brian, have, have you been Drinking. there? Do you, do you know the beers? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Alp- Alpine. Yeah, Alpine, but in, uh, Alpine, but uh, Ailsmith. Ailsmith. In San Diego. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a cool stuff. One and, of my favorite <laughs> things about doing our show is that is that research is just so much fun. You know, it was people always put quotes around it. Like, what are you doing? I'm having a beer. Oh, that's research. Quotes. I love that. Love it. I mean, that's a, yeah, San Diego is definitely it's a crazy hot spot. Stone is awesome. really spearheading it, but they're building. They, that's the place I consider Disneyland because mm, it's exactly. like they have like the gardens and and they're building a, a boutique World hotel. Yeah, like right across the street, um, and and they're expanding like exponentially. <laughs> It's crazy it's, out there. It's wild. It's really, that, that's really actually lovely. that's a great question. What, uh, we can go around the room, but what what would be you saying that that's your Disneyland, right? What's what's everybody's Disneyland if, of beer? Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, nice. All right, so Brian, you said that. I don't. That's I mean, not, I just said that's the that's the quintessential Disneyland because it's kind of set up like an amusement park. It looks and feels good. Wait, Larry, what's your Disneyland of beer? Uh, <laughs> it's probably the same thing. I mean, I've spent well, ten. Name a place. Hours. One place. Stone. Stone. Uh, Paul. For me, we always do American beers, but my heart and passion is in German beers, so I would say like all of Franconia, like Bamberg area of Germany. Squigs? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I think we, we, we've gone with Stone, but all of San Diego, there's some amazing, uh, great great stuff going on in San Diego. Uh, Hess is, an, is a new nano brewery that's going on uh, in, in, in San Diego. It's fantastic. But Squigs, you know, we're going to start asking you to, to, to make some sketches of brewers and breweries. Because okay. we know you do it on Broadway.com for All right. theater. All right. We'll, you're awesome. We'll do some doodle. Rev, your beer, Disneyland. I mean, listen, let's be honest. Local beers are awesome, so New York is great. But New York. outside of where we are now, anybody that didn't answer Michigan either hasn't been there or is a liar. Yes. <laughs> and which breweries? G- which breweries? G- Jimmy is from Michigan. <laughs> yes. Wait, so, so Rev, I, which breweries in Michigan? All of them. Dark Horse, uh, Founders, Shorts. Arcadia, Shorts. Bells. Uh, Bells. I mean, there's so many great beers. The NBC. Y- even that Kid Rock beer. Like, I, you want a dog, Jimmy, out, but it's pretty good. you're so. Disneyland of beer. By the way, I've been to Bells, and I've been to the secret room that is full of nothing but Hopsland for special visitors. Oh, Jimmy. You, are you guys Michigan guys? Yeah. You're yeah, bonding man. over there. Right? And <laughs> I have to no. join in because I, I'll, I'll agree with Paul. For me, it, it's Bamberg and Franconia. Like I, That's a place. I haven't, I haven't given you my Disneyland yet. Oh, I thought you said Michigan. No, no. Well, Michigan, of course. But my Disneyland in New York is 
Jimmy's number 43. Oh, thank you, bro. How about that? Well, you know what? It's a little different every week. That's all I can tell you. Okay, now we're going to wrap it up. But first, we'll talk about some events. First, we're going to give a shout out. Uh, Beer Sessions Radio is now on Stitcher. Has everyone heard of Stitcher? No, Stitcher. talk about it. Uh, Stitcher.com, it, it's aggregating a bunch of, of popular you know, online podcasts. We're, even though we're really radio, we're called a podcast. And if you haven't heard of Stitcher, it's a great way to get your favorite radio on demand. All right, so help out your favorite beer show and nominate Beer Sessions Radio for a 2012 Best Food and Cooking Stitcher Award. I don't know how to do it, but I guess if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network, you can learn more about it. And special events. Um, a Cider Week in New York is coming October 12th to 21st. And you can check it out. And Beer Sessions Radio is co-producing uh, the Cider Week cook-off uh, this Saturday, October 13th. Go to goodbeerseal.com to learn more about it. We've got Greg Hall, who is uh, the Goose Island Brewer. Now he's the Virtue Cider. He's going to do, a, uh, with our coaching, because he needs our coaching, <laughs> yes. he's going to do a special tasting where he tastes Virtue Cider with Oliver Ciders from England. And uh, Etienne Dupont from France with some cheese pairings. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And Steve Wood from uh, Farnham Hill Cider, who's the best American cider maker. They'll be there and, and, and everything else. So goodbristle.com. Trust me, for 20 bucks, it's probably the best event in New York and the best deal you'll ever get in New York. And it's a kickoff for Cider Week. Woo. And our friends at uh, October 27th, another great ongoing, really unique New York event. It's the, the, the Brooklyn Wart. Uh, it's like the third or fourth year already, October 27th. Go to brokenwart.com. And uh, for more information, always go to goodbristil.com. Rev, you covered your events. You got New York City Food Film Fest. Uh, we got the Food Film Fest. That's the 17th to the 21st. Nachos. And you got the Get Real Nachos event. Nachos Fest. Uh, and this week at Idle Hands Bar is our All American Oktoberfest. We do not celebrate German beers. Not that we don't like them, we love them. Uh, you will not enjoy our beers. Yes, we do like Zibio. <laughs> but one thing about one thing about Oktoberfest, uh, technically Oktoberfest is like the end of September to right. like October 7th. Right. That's, or 8th. Why, that's why we wait till the first yeah. week of October to do the All American Oktoberfest. <laughs> yes. All right, I hate to hij- I hate to hijack this, but my last name is Ludwig, and and Oktoberfest is based on the marriage celebration of a relative of mine. I just yeah. want to. Oh. That is an actual really? blood relative. Wow. Okay, give Matt, the King mic Ludwig. back to Rev. King Ludwig. Are you also insane? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess you need to ask. You know what? <laughs> Sadly, we're wrapping up the show, but thank you to our sponsors at greatbrewers.com and to the yes. Good Brew Seal, goodbrewseal.com, Idle Hands, Jimmy's number 43. All happy to be members of that. Amen. Thanks to it. Let's go through the list. We got Larry. Put your hands up. Larry, Woo-hoo. Paul, Woo-hoo. Jimmy Ludwig. Justin Squiggs, Dave, and Brian Strumpke, our special guests, for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee and Brie O'Connor, and engineer Joe Galarraga in the booth doing all the work. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer beer. Sessions Radio. I like beer. You don't say Sessions Radio in your life. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.